Hey friends, Father Alan here. Good to see you again. Welcome to Sipping on the Sabbath. I'm coming to you today from Assumption Farm in Cumbermere, Ontario, our house of formation for yet another On the Road edition. So today we celebrate the penultimate Sunday of Ordinary Time before we begin the season of Advent in two weeks' time. And our readings today have a particular flavor that might cause us to experience some anxiety, worry, uh, concern. But the Lord wants to minister to our hearts in the midst of all that, in the midst of what you and I are going through in life right now. And the world is a pretty crazy place. I think we can all agree on that. And maybe, you know, this talk that we have in our readings today of the day that is coming that will set them on fire, the Lord who is going to come to rule the earth, uh, the day will come when not one stone will be left upon another, might move us to ask when. When, Lord, will all this happen? And we can find ourselves getting, again, nervous or anxious or concerned when Jesus talks about earthquakes and famines and plagues, all of which we're experiencing right now in the world today. People being seized, persecuted, put to death, hated even, the Lord says. And again, we find ourselves asking, when? When, Lord, is all this going to happen? And I think there are three ways in which we can respond to our readings today, two of which are incorrect, and one, of course, which is correct. So, the first incorrect way for us to respond to today's readings is simply to do nothing. Except make us up a nice cup of coffee and watch the show. <laughs> but doing, doing nothing. We get ourselves a cabin maybe in the bush. We stock up on some food. Get ourselves a lawn chair. Sit on the front porch. Look towards the horizon, waiting for the nuclear mushroom cloud. But St. Paul warns us against that. What does he say to us today in our second reading? Anyone unwilling to work should not eat, he says. As some of you are indeed living in idleness. So as we await the return of the Lord, as we await the fulfillment of all the prophecies in the scripture readings of today, and the one that Jesus mentioned about the temple being torn down, not one stone being left upon another. That actually happened in the year 70 AD. The Romans destroyed the temple in Jerusalem. But in the interim, as we ourselves are waiting for the imminent arrival, return of the Lord, we are not to sit by idly. Life must still go on. And we, again, as the Lord says, have ample opportunities to testify ample opportunities to witness to family, friends, co-workers, fellow students, all of our contemporaries of how as we are awaiting the arrival of the Lord, as we are living our life one day at a time, we do so with this confidence that the Lord Jesus is indeed at work and we are giving him permission every day to massage our hearts, to purify our minds, to strengthen our wills, with his grace, that we are indeed ready, if we are still alive, on the day that he returns. 
keeping in mind that every single one of us, we will meet Jesus in our lifetime, either by being alive when he comes in glory or on the day of our death, our first day of eternal life. And as I mentioned last week, we have to ask ourselves, am I on the highway to eternal life with the Lord forever? Or am I on the highway to eternal life separated from the Lord? And we allow the Lord to enlighten us, to speak again his word of encouragement or a word of challenge so that we can correct the path that we are on and spend the time that we have here now giving ourselves over to the Lord Jesus. The second way that we could find ourselves responding to these readings, which again is incorrect, is that we get super prepared. We see, we feel, we experience all that Jesus is talking about in today's uh, readings, all the prophecies that he speaks about, and we think to ourselves, you know what, here it is. Here it is, Jesus is for sure coming. The end is imminent for sure. But Jesus tells us that this too is incorrect. He warns us, in fact, not to be deceived, he says, by others. And do not, he says, prepare your defense in advance. The Lord will inspire us and encourage us with the words that we need to speak when we need to speak them and when he wants us to speak them. It is to always keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. He indeed is the Lord. He indeed is the beginning. He is the end of each day of our life. And every day is an opportunity to draw closer to him. So what is this correct attitude that we are to have, that we are to undertake? Well, again, the Lord, because he is so good to us, he gives us the answer, and the answer is that we are to endure. He said in today's gospel, by your endurance, you will gain your souls. Now, what is endurance? Well, I looked it up on the internet, and here's the definition that I found. Endurance is the power to withstand hardship or stress. Physical activity that is planned for the purpose of conditioning to increase stamina. Now, what does this mean for our spiritual life? Is there an application to our spiritual life that we can take from this definition of endurance? Well, that's a rhetorical question, and the answer is yes. What repetitive activity can we do to increase and condition us for endurance? What can we do to increase our stamina? It's practicing and practicing and practicing again and again and again. Practicing living life not in the wreckage of the past or the anxiety of the future, but in the reality of right now. Nobody knows the time of the second coming of Jesus except the Father. We live life as it comes along, responding again to all the promptings of the Lord Jesus, who is always desiring to prepare us for our ultimate encounter with himself. We live life, we are prepared for the moment of the coming of Jesus by living in the reality of now. 
because that's all we have. One thing we know for sure is that we are here. One thing we know for sure is that we are discussing what the Lord would have us do today. And so I want to introduce to you today, right now, a prayer that was given to me by the late Jim McGilvery, one of our deceased companions of the cross priests. And it's called A Prayer for Now. And I have been using it repeatedly now for the last uh, number of years and is part of the arsenal, if you will, of my spiritual life. And I we're going to pray it first, and then I'll break it down into a few words or a sentence or two at a time, and then we'll pray it all together again at the end. So it's called A Prayer for Now, and it goes like this. Lord, let me be where I am right now. Let me accept myself and love myself as I am right now. This moment, without a single thing being different. You love me now. Let me love me now. Lord, let me live in the now because you are here. I can't meet you in the past or the future. If that is where I always am, I will miss what you are doing right now. I want to be able to see the beauty of what you are about. Lord, help me to be silent for at least a few moments. Help me to quiet not only my tongue, but also my restless mind and heart. If I cannot be quiet, how will I ever hear your gentle voice pleading with me to come to you and to receive your rest? Amen. So the prayer starts by invoking the Lord. Lord, I say. I start my day, and I may have mentioned this to you before a few times. I literally start my day on my knees asking for God's help. I put myself in the context of the truth that there is a God and I am not him. And that's for me, helps me sleep at night. But there is a God. I want to surrender myself over to him. Let me be where I am right now. The next part of this prayer. Again, can I identify with the internal uh, storm or the uncertainty that I can experience? I want to be somewhere else. I'm not content. I'm not satisfied where I am. Now, it is true. Things in life do need to change from time to time because of circumstances. But for the most part, am I asking for the grace to stay where I am? Not allowing my mind to race off. Not allowing myself to review all the duties, all the responsibilities that I have in the day. Those will be there when it's time to do them. If, by God's grace and God's will, I am brought to that time when I am able uh, to do them. Let me accept myself. Many of us, I think, still struggle with self-acceptance. We wish we were taller, shorter, thinner, heavier, more muscular, blonde, black, brunette, whatever it is. But am I saying, Lord Jesus, you have created me in love 
that I am as you have called me to be. And when the Lord looks upon each of us, he sees actually a masterpiece. And each of us is really a miracle. How our bodies work and cells and blood and oxygen and muscles and ligaments and tendons and the whole bit, how all this works is an absolute miracle of God's design and God's grace. And so do I rejoice in the fact that I am indeed God's uh, masterpiece that he has created and called me into existence. Let me accept myself and love myself as I am right now, this moment without a single thing being different. Again, I want to be able, by God's grace, to love myself at this moment because this moment is all that I have. Again, if I'm always spending my time wanting to be different or somewhere else or something else, then I miss what God is offering to me right now. The path that he is preparing for me to take, the call that he is placing on my heart to continued conversion and change and transformation so I come to a place ultimately of freedom because I don't, I'm speaking for myself here, I don't know what's best for me. I cannot overcome myself. I cannot save myself. I need a savior and his name is Jesus and I allow him to move me and lead me to where he wants me to be. Because my different is not the same as his different. And his is better than mine. Because I see things in a screwed up way. Because I am a weak human being. But he, in his providence and his grace, wants to call us again. It's this place of, of freedom and transformation and change right now. You love me now. Let me love me now. Again, loving ourselves in a healthy, positive way. Do I believe that God loves me? Step three of the 12 steps. Made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God. It's always that operative word, care, that gets me when I either say the step or meditate upon the step. Do I believe that God ultimately wants what is best for me. Lord, let me live in the now because you are here. I can encounter the Lord right now, wherever it is I am, whether it's in my car, whether it's at work, whether it's in a church, whether it's out running, whether it's sitting on my porch through his word, through sacraments, through the ministry of the priest, through my brothers and sisters in Christ, I can encounter the Lord Jesus in a whole myriad of ways, in a whole myriad of, of places, because the Lord is everywhere. I can't meet you in the past or the future. Again, don't live in the wreckage of the past. Don't live in the anxiety of tomorrow. It's not here yet. All I have is today. And the wisdom of the 12-step recovery program is praying for and accepting the grace to live today. And maybe just live in the particular hour that we are living in. Life becomes much more manageable. And we're much more able to encounter and experience the, the consoling embrace and love of the Lord as we are journeying with him. Because we're all going through life at the same speed. 60 minutes an hour. 
If that is where I always am, I will miss you and I will miss what you were doing now. Again, this, this notion of the now. If certain things in my past need to be straightened out, if I need to make amends, if I need to ask for forgiveness, if I need to confess, then I do that and leave it in the past. Likewise, there may be things that I'm concerned about tomorrow, next week, or next month, but they're not here yet. Do I again believe that the Lord will grace me with his strength and power to do what he wants me to do in the days, the weeks, the months ahead? But in the interim, I say, Lord Jesus, continue to love me and minister to me right now. I want to be able to see the beauty of what you are about. The Lord Jesus is on the move. The Lord Jesus is at work. Many of you can testify to how the Lord has moved in a sovereign way in your life, in a major way, or even a subtle way in your life. And you're aware of that. But do we also see how the Lord is working in other people's lives? Do we see the beauty of what the Lord is doing, raising up a whole army of faithful, dedicated followers of him even in the midst of all the craziness going on in the world the insanity of the world the lord is still at work and i want to be able to see the beauty of that not allowing it to be overshadowed by the craziness or the uncertainty of the world lord help me to be silent for a few moments silence is not the absence of noise silence is the vocabulary of God. And I turn off external noises, and then I'm aware of the internal noises. And we'll get to this petition in a moment, but the interim, but in the meantime, rather, we say, Lord, I want to encounter you in silence. Do I cultivate times in the course of my day when I'm spending time in silence, allowing the Lord's voice to speak to my heart? Help me to quiet not only my tongue, but also my restless mind and heart. Because again, as I mentioned a moment ago, when we turn off the external noises, we, we can hear the internal noises in our minds, right? I mentioned last week about a conversation two actors had in a show that I was watching. One said to the other, do you charge rent to all the people living in your head? Because if you did, you make a fortune. Just turn off, by God's grace, those noises. And it takes practice, 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 practice. But what happens over the course of time, when we practice something, we get stronger, we get better at it, we develop endurance. We're able to do it over longer periods of time. So be patient with yourself. The Lord's prompting you to spend time with him in silence be patient and be aware of the three dangerous twos. Too far, too fast, too soon. Just cooperate with the Lord. Be patient with him because he's patient with us. If I cannot be quiet, how will I ever hear your gentle voice pleading with me to come to you and receive your rest? To be with the Lord. Meditate upon St. John the Beloved, laying his head on the breast of Jesus at the Last Supper, resting with the Lord, just being with him, he rejoicing 
in us, we uh, rejoicing in him. Resting is not simply sleeping. People think, I'm going to take a day off, I'm going to sleep 18 hours. That's not resting. To rest is to recreate and allow the Lord, through his grace and his mercy, again, and I keep saying this over and over again, but it's so, it's so fundamental, the grace, the mercy, the love, the power, and the peace of Jesus. Just say, Lord Jesus, I want more of you in my life. Come, Lord Jesus, and allow me to enter into your rest, which is to divorce myself from the chaos and the craziness of the world. It will involve making decisions. I have to choose. Certain things, places, people even in my life may need to be put aside because they're not allowing me to enter into the serenity and the rest of the Lord. The Lord's voice is a gentle voice, not a bossy voice, not a yelling or screaming or violent voice, but a voice of the Good Shepherd calling us, his sheep, back to himself. So, yes, on these last two Sundays before the end of the year and the start of Advent, the readings are all about the end times. But we who are a people of faith and confidence in the Lord allow his voice uh, to speak to us, and we pray for the grace to be reconfirmed in our decision and our willingness to follow him follow his lead in our life. So let's just end. We'll pray uh, this prayer here uh, together again. It's called a, a prayer for now. Lord, let me be where I am right now. Let me accept myself and love myself as I am right now, this moment, without a single thing being different. You love me now. Let me love me now. Lord, let me live in the now because you are here. I can't meet you in the past or the future. And if that is where I always am, I will miss you and I'll miss what you are doing now. I want to be able to see the beauty of what you are about. Lord, help me to be silent for at least a few moments. Help me to quiet not only my tongue, but also my restless mind and heart. If I cannot be quiet, how will I ever hear your gentle voice pleading with me to come to you and to receive your rest? Amen. Well, there you go, my dear friends. God bless you. It's always good to have you along for the journey. Let's just keep praying for each other. Thank you for your ongoing support. That makes this ministry possible. Stay caffeinated. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel if you are new and share it with your friends 
who you think would benefit from some spiritual caffeinated nourishment. Remember that when we're powerless, that's when we're strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.